Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Business Person of the Month with Evershed Sutherland, Ireland's most established and largest global law firm. Yeah, each month we will showcase some of the country's finest business leaders and innovators working at the biggest and smallest companies in the country. The award of Business Person of the Month will reflect excellence within the recipient's profession. Remember, it's open to all types of companies, large or small. So if you know a candidate who you feel has excelled in their field, you can nominate them for Business Person of the Month. You can even nominate yourself. Simply go to newstalk.com forward slash nominate. That's newstalk.com forward slash nominate. And we will be interviewing the December Business Person of the Month on Friday this week. And it is a big name. It is a big name. And that's all thanks to Eversheds Sutherland, Ireland's largest and most established global law firm. Now, the time was that London was the undisputed capital for solving rows between companies and even countries. The arbitration and dispute settlement infrastructure there was unmatched in Europe. But by leaving the single market, Britain's loss might be Ireland's opportunity. And Dublin hopes to steal some of that dispute settlement business because it's now the only common law country within the EU. And of course, we are English speaking. Only yesterday, DLA Piper said it was beefing up its presence in Ireland. And now the International Chamber of Commerce is interested in it as well. Louise Riley is a barrister and a member of the International Chamber of Commerce and joins me now live. Good morning, Louise. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm not too bad. It's colder in in Strasbourg and snowing, but it's kind of a romantic snow at this stage. I suspect it's traffic chaos, but that's me. Uh, Louise, (laughs) remind us what arbitration and dispute resolution is for those of us unaccustomed to it. Certainly. Well, arbitration is an alternative means of dispute resolution. So rather than going to court, parties can agree to waive their right to go to court and instead submit their dispute to a, usually a trained legal person, an arbitrator who will decide the case. Um, the main adv- advantages of arbitration are, are that it's usually quicker and cheaper than going to court and you have much more um, control over how the procedure is run. So you can decide where the hearing is going to be held, when it's going to be held, procedurally how it will, will take place. And one of the huge advantages is that it's final and binding. The decision you get from the arbitrator is final. The only challenges or appealed are on very limited grounds and it really has become the dispute resolution of choice for global trade. So as global trade has doubled and quadrupled in the last 20 years, so too have the disputes that go with that. And arbitration, international arbitration is seen as a safe way of resolving disputes. So you have, for example, an Irish company trading with a company in India. Neither country or neither company wants to be dragged into the courts of the other of the other company's um, country. So you choose um, arbitration as a neutral forum to resolve those disputes. And you and do you also pick the venue when, you, when you're... Is this when you're signing the contract, Louise? In other words, when that Irish company and that Indian company, in your example, um, when they decide, okay, we're going to do business together, we're going to trade, we're going to buy off each other, whatever way. And is there a, then a built-in clause to the contract saying the arbitration will take place in Dublin, we hope, but it is often and usually in London. And these arbitrators, Louise, are they judges, barristers, experts in their field? What are they? So in relation to the first question, yes, you're exactly right. There's a dispute resolution clause written in to most international contracts and they provide for international arbitration. You choose your place of arbitration, which, as you say, we hope would be Dublin. Um, but you are, of course, choose to free to, you're free to choose any venue 
globally. In terms of arbitrators, you have a very wide reign as to who to appoint. So there's no requirement for an arbitrator to be legally trained, but the vast majority of international arbitrators are lawyers, um, with one exception for very complex um, engineering or construction disputes. Sometimes a party may choose a, an engineer who has experience in construction. Judges, by and large, are not permitted to sit as, arbitra as arbitrators. So most countries um, do not allow their, their judges to sit as arbitrators. But what you quite often see, particularly in the English experience, is for retired judges to then sit as arbitrators. So it's kind of their, their post-judicial jobs, they then become arbitrators available to be appointed on a case-by-case -case basis. Now, I mentioned at the start that Dublin is hoping to nibble a little bit of London's lunch in this area. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the first thing you pointed out, which is a huge advantage for Ireland, is that, as you say, post-Brexit, Ireland is the only English-speaking common law jurisdiction in the EU. Um, we're a neutral country which trades globally, and we have the necessary legal framework to become a dispute resolution hub. So the Irish government, for the last definitely the last 15 years has been making, you know, putting in place the necessary legal structure to make Ireland and to make Dublin a very attractive dispute resolution hub. This facilitates international trade then. It increases and diversifies the legal work available in Dublin and it really promotes Ireland as a provider of expertise in international arbitration. Do we have enough judges? Are the courts equipped enough to deal with a surge in dispute resolution and arbitration? Well, I suppose the whole point of arbitration is that you don't go to court. So it saves the court. If anything, this will reduce the number of, of cases clogging up the, the courts waiting for hearing. Um, there are limited circumstances in which parties might seek assistance from an Irish court. And in those circumstances, we do. We're very lucky that we have an expert specialised judge in the form of the president of the High Court, Mr Justice David Barnival. So there are a limited number of applications parties can make to the court in aid, of in aid of arbitration and those applications are heard in very short order by, by Judge Barnival. Right. And it, it sounds a little bit like a trickle-down economics, i.e. you bring over a lot more very wealthy lawyers and uh, barristers um, and hope that that will benefit the wider economy. I think that's right. And I mean, in terms of the value of arbitration or the, the amount of money involved, it's, as you can imagine, because it, it is a private form of dispute resolution. So the hearings aren't open to the public. Um, so you can't, it's hard to get figures on, 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 on actual value. But I think an interesting figure to look at is that at the ICC, so the International Chamber of Commerce in Paris, which is one of the leading, if not the leading arbitral institution worldwide, in 2020, the value of cases or the average value of cases filed at the ICC was 54 million and 946 cases were filed in that year. So looking at that one year alone, the total value of cases filed at the ICC in Paris was approximately $5.1 billion. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money. So there is potentially uh, something that to be gained from that. Well, best Absolutely. of luck. Uh, that's Thank Louise Riley, the barrister and also a member of the International Chamber of Commerce. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.